When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're just trying to work out whether this is the penultimate tribe supper of the season or the, or the final tribe supper of the season. In any case, uh, nerves, are, nerves are very much frayed ahead of the game against Brighton on Saturday. Three days to go. Vic, Jono, how, how are we feeling? Battered and bruised. Uh, I haven't slept since January. <laughs> Thousand yard stare. Physically sick. Uh, I'm loving it. It's, 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 it's been a fantastic season that has every single game has taken us through every possible emotional uh, uh, cycle that, that you can think of. And that's what you want from football. You want to be engaged in every game. And that, that's what it's been this season. Uh, you know, whatever happens, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, despite that sometimes the football hasn't always been great. But that's football. Mm. Uh, I, I think everyone on Teesside is totally engaged with it. And we're just a whole network of, of nerve endings exploding all the time. And there's enough nervous energy on side to, to power the, the, the whole area for a decade. Because the thing, I mean, obviously you, you, it is hard to take a step back when, when it's this, when it is winner takes all and when there's so much on the line. But, but this is what it is all about, isn't it? Games like this, the final game, you're at home, the TV cameras are down, it's a full house, it has been for a few weeks. And, and, and you win, you know, I mean, a draw to go to the Premier League. It doesn't really get much better than that, does it? No, Ben Gibson said uh, after the Birmingham game, didn't he? He said that this could be the, one of the greatest days of our lives. And I think that, that kind of is true. It could be the worst day or, worst day or the best day. Um, I remember leaving Wembley last season thinking, goodness me, how are we going to cope with another season of Championship football? But the nine months has flown by. It was nine months ago that we were at Preston on the first day of the season. It's absolutely flown by. Even we've enjoyed it. Um, and... You always kind of hear the saying, if you offered me this at the beginning of the season as a snap your hand off, well, Borough need to draw the final game at home of the se- home to go up to the Premier League. I think all of us would have been delighted with that. So, so we've got so so at this stage. Um, obviously, last week we were trying to convince ourselves that being in a position where you need to win isn't necessarily a bad thing, and and now Brighton are doing that. James Wilson said that. Chris Hughton said that. It's it sounds like the most blatantly obvious question that I've asked all season doing these, but. Is it advantage Borough drawing, needing a draw or a win? Is it is it is it is a Borough in the best position? Yeah, they have to be because they've you know they they know that they can go into the game with that little bit of wriggle room. It has to be advantage Borough because the goal difference advantage they've got. They know that worst case scenario they could draw the game and still go up. Brighton have to win, but I th- I don't think that I don't think we should really go into the game relying on that. I think that the best team really will win on Saturday if it is. I don't think it'll be a draw, personally. I think that both teams are going to go at it from the off. I think that if Borough do go into the game thinking, well, a draw might be all right, I think that would cause problems. Um, I'm sure that that's the message that's going to come out of Rockcliffe this this week, is that that won't be the case. Um, I understand Chris Hewton's view and the way that he's saying that you know we know what we have to do, we know that we have to twist rather than stick. I understand that, but if you offered either team, which position would you rather be in? It has to be Borough. We've said all season that Borough are better when teams come out on the top. Absolutely. That's when, that's when the Borough have played their best when 
there, there is space to work in when you, when the opposition come out and aren't packing the defence with five five lines of, of of four or whatever you know, digging tactical trenches. If they have to come and attack, that suits Borough tactically, and, and it probably suits them mentally. Have to have a go it's going to be interesting to find out when they're going to do that. Whether I am I'm absolutely certain that their game plan sure will be to keep it really tight as mm-hmm. as long as they can. They can't just come out and attack Middlesbrough because you've seen what what can happen. I'm sure Chris Hewton is a He's an experienced manager at this come in at this level. He won't he won't just set them up, you know, to go gung ho. Um, it's not going to be easy to watch though. If if that is the case, it's going to be pretty much a probing game. I expect it to be sixty minutes of pretty chess like football. After that, it's who holds the nerve. But we have we have found in pretty much every game this season that Middlesbrough always create that chance. They always have one, even when they've been terrible. Bristol City away. They had created that one chance, didn't they? Yep. They always do it, and the worry for Brighton in their position is if Borough take that, Brighton have to score two, and not many teams do that. I was going to say, if Borough go 1-0 up, um, especially early doors, then you think, then, then Brighton have got to come out, haven't they? They've got to have a right go, they've got to get knockout and the legs on the ball, and that's when you think of the gaps that they're going to leave there. Um, Vic, you've had the pleasure of speaking to, to Itor Karanka early doors this week. What, what's the mood there? How, how, how's he shaping up, I guess? I think upbeat. Uh, I think everything that we've said about the situation, the, the number of cards in Borough's hands, that's that's the thinking at the club. Uh, you know, there are three possible outcomes, and two of them lead to Borough being promoted. I do think that Borough will set out to attack. I, I don't think, uh, despite what whatever the the uh, conventional wisdom is, I, I don't think Borough ever set out to do to draw. You know, unfortunately, sometimes the opposition might try and stop you playing, but I think they they do set out to win. I think there's a fantastic confidence about playing at home, and that comes with only winning five, only losing five home games in two years, and only having conceded seven goals all season. If it is a tight match, if it is a nil-nil draw, you know, it might not be the best football in the world, but that that's a result that gets Borough promoted. The players seem confident. I spoke to a few players this morning as well. They they seem very upbeat about it, and there seems to be a perception that Brighton are a team that suit Borough the way the way they play, and of course some of that might come from the fact that we went down there in in December, and at that point they were still unbeaten, twenty one games in, and they were the the league leaders, and, and Borough did a fantastic job on them, uh, dismantled them, in one of the best performances of the season. Uh, it might not be a coincidence that uh, Lewis Dunk was missing that day as well and their defence maybe wasn't as organised as it could be and Borough scored three headers, which is quite unusual for Borough. He's just clearly terrified of Borough, isn't he, Dunk? <laughs> he ducked out again. <laughs> i tell you what, though, if you watch the uh, Tottenham-Chelsea game after that, Dunk will be very disappointed that he, only, you know, he got two yellow cards for that because some of the challenges <laughs> going on at uh, yeah. Stamford Bridge, yeah. I mean, they were, they were beyond red cards. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's important, though, be, well, obviously Borough should be very confident, but it's also important not to kind of disrespect Brighton as well because they, they're in a good run of form themselves. I know that um, the last-minute goal they scored against Derby well, kind of didn't really make too much difference in the end. I mean, their brief is still the same, but they're 14 unbeaten. I mean, they're, they're a good team. We've turned them into a good team. They've got some real dangerous players that Middlesbrough will have to look at. You mentioned Knockart. You know, I think it's imperative that George Friend's fit to, mm. to mark him down that flank. Um, so I think it's good that Borough have kind of a bit of cautious optimism. But equally, this is a Brighton team that are much better than they were when they arrived at Riverside this time last year. Oh. You know, the beyond recognition. You couldn't so, have predicted, could you, a year on? No, so, and that's down to the job he's done. I think Borough did tactically do a number on them in December. 
Um, and I think that it was no kind of surprise that the three goals Borough scored were all headers on the day that Dunk was out. That's maybe a tactic that Borough will look at this week. But it's a dangerous game. But if Borough play their A game, they, they should have enough. They've given the record this year against the teams at the top and, and I guess Borough's woeful record against the teams at the bottom. Is this the best type of game for Borough to have? It appears to be. I mean, not all of those teams against, games against the teams at the top have been classics. I mean, for instance, the Burnley, we beat Burnley 1-0 here and that was one of the most dull, insipid, tame games that we've had seen all season. And to be honest, then Burnley were possibly... One of the worst sides that that had come here, they, they barely barely crossed the halfway line. But the, you do tend to assume that the the teams at the top are the more adventurous, they are the more talented, uh, more attack minded. And in those games, we've lost one out of ten, and I think we've taken twenty points. Uh, one out of nine and taken twenty points. Uh, that's a that's a bloody good record, mm. and that's a record that should. Uh, inspire confidence in the fans and also whether they admit it or not it will it will sow the seeds of fear in Brighton as well because they'll know that we're a team that ups our game against good sides and they'll have that niggling that, not niggling they'll, they'll know fine well what Borough did to them only a matter of months ago won't they just briefly back to your chat with Karanka uh, beforehand obviously the stuff about the referee he was wanting a strong referee for the game what's the thing Beyond the obvious, what's the thinking there? Well, the thinking is, uh, and it's it's perfectly logical, is that you know teams invest a lot of money. They they have the best training facilities. They have the best nutritionists. They have the best scouts. They have the best academy set up. They they spend all their time to be absolutely the best they can be on the pitch, and they want the referee to match that. And sometimes the feeling is that you know in, in the in the championship, we don't always get the cream of refs. That's that's fine. You know, there's a lot of people in the Premier League, uh, but there are refs from the lower lower leagues who, who cut their teeth, and then they've got to get the experience somewhere. Mm. But in the high stakes matches where there's so much to, uh, riding on it, shouldn't you have the best refs? Isn't that a perfectly reasonable thing to suggest? Yeah, well, yes, it is. Um, I think that there will be a, a, a top kind of class Premier League ref in charge of this game. I know that um, there was the, the main kind of angle of unhappiness, I suppose, from the uh, from Borough was the inexperience of the linesman at, at St Andrews, and that's kind of understandable. But it was a it was an experienced ref on on the pitch, albeit it was a decision that went badly wrong. Um, I thought it was interesting reading the quotes. I wouldn't read too much into them. I think there will be a very experienced ref at there. Uh, at the helm more you know probably because Borough Brighton it's you know it's going to be watched worldwide by millions of people it's absolutely prime time Sky Sports all the big hitters are going to be here you know, they won't want to make, have an error will they as well there's so much riding on it so um, I, I don't it was interesting to read the quotes but I wouldn't read too it, much into them I mean there is a feeling amongst fans for instance that if a referee has an absolute stinker in the Premier League he gets relegated to the Championship mm. why should we be punished by having a ref that's just been substandard absolutely I mean that is one of the feelings that that goes around the way referees are selected. That you know sometimes you get uh, someone that's being fast tracked because they've got good marks in League Two. Oh, we'll give them a try. And that, that you know people do have to gain experience somewhere, but not necessarily in matches where there's so much riding on it. And I think part of the the, the stuff that's been said is is out of frustration and natural. After what happened on Friday, questions are asked, but. I do also think it, it, it is a perfectly reasonable to, thing to say that 
in a match where so much is riding on it and you've got the top teams in the division uh, doing their absolute best that the team of officials should should match that. Well, like you say there about the uh, referees getting demoted, John Moss, for example, was in charge of the Burnley game on the back of, or one of, you know, the reason he was dropped down was the back of his, what was a shocking performance in the Leicester-West Ham game. And, and to be fair, you know, one of the first calls to make, Sebastian Polder could well have gone for that tackle on, on Joey Barton in the first few minutes. It was a shock of yeah. one behind, wasn't it? But it's, it's true, isn't it? Those games surely demand the best the best referees but then equally uh, this, this, this isn't and I wasn't at the press conference so it's clear just me, me putting the point forward this wasn't a case that you know Karanka realises that as much as you say about the referee it's his team that has well, to yeah, go he, he said no, I mean, he's been asked about it to clarify it and, and I mean he said you know there's no, that's not an excuse mm. I mean yes people will always make mistakes the referee will make mistakes just as much as these players do that, it's not about an excuse it's about having the game played in the at the, the best, the highest possible level, with the best people on the pitch in every department. Yeah, I mean, whatever happens on on Saturday, we want to be sat here on Monday saying that the best team on the day went up and are in the Premier League. Whether that's Borough, whether that's Brighton, we don't want to sit here and think this decision, what an absolute shocker, and it's cost someone you know 170 million pounds. I mean, at the end of the day, you will always get the the, the narrative of the referee's mistake because TV has made that the way we analyse football now. You know, after the match, the slow-mo is always about the one contentious decision, blah, 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 was this wrong? And it's a very easy way for television to uh, take charge of the news agenda because they've got the footage. And personally, I think that's a, a really uh, negative and corrosive part of the game. At the end of the day, teams lose because players make mistakes. And I think everyone knows that. I mean, if you miss a sitter or you give away a penalty, that, that's what's cost you at the end of the day. Uh, I hate going over uh, decisions that, that did this cost us, did that cost us. You know, usually, no, it didn't. But that doesn't detract from the fact that you do want the best possible officials in charge. I mean, it's like that on Friday night, wasn't it? I mean, as much as Tom Neal's decision was a shocker and, and it was blatantly obvious from, from the first replay, you didn't need to slow more and the, and the dozens of, re- of replays. Boris still should have won the game, shouldn't yeah, he, regardless? He had more than enough chances. Um, Burnley obviously uh, won promotion with a hard-fought victory over QPR on Monday. Is the title theirs, or is there another twist there? Do you think? Um, I mean, you can never say the title's there. I think you, firstly you've got to kind of congratulate them. Any team that that goes twenty-two games unbeaten from Boxing Day kind of you know des- deserves their moment in the in the sun, and and they've got theirs. Um, I mean, a lot's come out this week about the the protests expected at Charlton. You know, the protests will go on, but I saw the statement from the. The group saying that it won't, you know, it, they won't get the match abandoned or utter lesser kind of words. Um, you, you'd think that you know the title is theirs, but equally, I don't think Borough will be worrying about that. I mean, Borough will know that they draw there in the Premier League. If Borough's result then coincides with Burnley dropping points, great. If it doesn't, the party's not going to be any smaller than it, it would be any otherwise. Because if they, if they, if and obviously it doesn't matter now whatsoever, but if they had slipped up there, if the challenge, it's not the on paper. Uh, you think you look and think comfortable victory, but it wouldn't have been the easiest game for them to to, to tackle, would it, on the final day? Well, I mean, we were there. And we the atmosphere there was the most surreal thing I've ever known at a football match with the home fans. Uh, they they didn't celebrate their own goal one for one thing. That <laughs> uh, what was going on, on the pitch was completely secondary to to what the reason they were at the at the match. And I believe last week they they were cheering when Brighton scored. 
it's a very very strange atmosphere to be playing in. Uh, it was very disruptive, the whistles, the beach balls, but I found it hard to to get my head around the fact there was actually a match going on. And if they, even if you know, without the abandonment or how how extreme their protests are going to be, if the game is played in that atmosphere, it's got to be distracting for players. Mm. So anything could happen, and that would leave Borough needing to win by three clear goals. Mm. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, Burnley even now weren't the right to kind of go to that game as a free hit. And I know that the the, the words coming out of Turf Moor is that they want the title. Um, obviously, I think Joey Barton said that. Um, but they've they've got a kind of a free hit now, haven't they? I know that they've got a lot of time off this week, and it's not going to be the end of the world to their supporters if they don't win the league. Equally, it won't be the end of the world to Middlesbrough or Brighton fans. I think if they don't win the league, that you know the prize, the the pot on offer, the hundred seventy million. It doesn't matter if you win the league or finish second. The prize is still the same. What's been the? I mean, obviously, there's that ridiculous unbeaten run. What what's been? What's been the secret, I guess, to Burnley's success? Then what 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 is it that they have? that the other teams maybe have just come up just short in that, that's got them over the line? Well, they've got a combination, haven't they? They've, uh, they've, they've got the goal scorer, first things first. They've got the, the kind of the most prolific goal scorer in the championship, which is always going to get you quite far. You know, they've, they've built on a really kind of solid structure. It's a balanced kind of team. I know that they've, they've only used 23 players, I think, this season. Um, so, it, you know, the players are used to playing with each other. And also, you need a little bit of luck now and then as well. Now, that's not saying Burnley are lucky to have be top, far from it, but they've got a bit of luck in the games that they've needed, as have Borough, as of as of Brighton at times. So I think it's a combination. I don't think there's a great deal of difference between that top three, between Burnley, Borough and Brighton. It's going to be really un- unfortunate for the team that does duck into the playoffs. You'd hope that the team that does duck into the playoffs does go up, because they have been the three outstanding teams. But, you know, you, you never really know. And it's, I do think it's one of the toughest playoffs it's going to be this year, especially with, like, the Derby Hall chef wedding it. Mm. Fingers crossed Borough won't be in it because you, you wouldn't really fancy it, though, would you? I, I think Burnley are very, very organised. Everyone in the team knows exactly what they're doing. It's a mechanical, functional approach, and they, they apply it very, very successfully. Uh, they're obviously uh, very fit. That you, we know that because they, they score late goals in the same way that, that we've been scoring late goals. Uh, and also I think confidence comes with having done it before because the, the bulk of that team have been promoted before. They know they're capable of it. They probably feel that maybe with a bit of more luck they might have even stayed up in the Premier League. So that they'll, they'll have a certain confidence about them. But at the end of the day, it's fine margins. You know, they got a last-minute goal at Brighton and they got a last-minute goal against Borough. And if those two goals hadn't have gone in, different story completely different dynamic at the top but that comes because you have a fighting spirit and a belief and you keep on fighting until the 96th minute just as, as Borough have done and, and got their rewards in recent years yeah we've always said haven't we when Borough have got their late goals that it's not fluke if you keep consistently doing it it yeah. can't be fluke and Borough did it so many times this season haven't they um, it can't be fluke it's got to be commended it's a part of the game it's a game management isn't it trying to see the game out and get that goal uh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it went into the 92nd, 93rd oh, minute on, a, on Saturday. It wouldn't surprise but, but Borough. So you go for an early goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Borough are capable, and that's what that's the, the thing. Borough will play up to the 95th minute. Hopefully, it won't come to that on Saturday. But if it does, Borough, you know, absolutely fine. I mean, Daish must be riding up high on the crest of a wave still, because I've seen him say this morning that he's planning to spend money over the summer. <laughs> Clearly forgetting the, the Andrea Gray um, uh, funds spent there. Oh, back, to, back to Saturday then, Vic, Jono touching it then. What do you expect? What, what do you expect in terms of the game, in terms of how Borussia set up, in terms of the atmosphere at the ground before and during? 
I, I think in terms of the atmosphere, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, if Borough start off at a lively pace, we know how quickly the crowd can respond to that. But I think even before they walk out, it'll, it'll, it's going to feel like a cup final. Mm. In effect, it's, it is the playoff final, isn't it? Uh, obviously, it's at home. There'll be a massive crowd. It'll be absolutely buzzing. And I hope Borough get off to a flyer and, and set the, the, the shape and the tempo and, and then we can enjoy ourselves. I'd like to think there'd be an early goal and then we can slightly unknot our stomachs a little bit. Uh, a second goal might just put, you know, relax people, but we know what the stakes are. We know what the atmosphere has been like this season. It is going to be incredibly tense. Even, even with a goal in the bag, it's going to be incredibly tense because they're not going to give up. And, uh, you know, unless this is a, a, a romp, I can see it going right the way. The last three or four minutes are going to be an absolute nightmare. I think people are going to be hysterical. Uh, we'll be talking voices so high pitched that dogs will be going crazy in the Thornsby. You know, it, it it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, I'm looking, really looking forward. I completely agree. I think that it's going to be very fine margins. I don't think there's a great deal between the teams. I know Borough have the home advantage. I think there's two kind of areas that it's going to be decided on. Um, Brighton are one of the kind of few teams in the league that have been playing four four two this season. I don't know whether they'll change that or not, but the problem with with or the challenge of playing four four two is how which person kind of picks up you think would be Gaston Ramirez in that hole. Um, I think the midfield battle between um, as it Kyle and Stevens, Clayton and Ledbetter, that's going to be fascinating. I think that really is a kind of a, a, a four way kind of dream battle, isn't it? Um, and then we mentioned it before, it's how Borough cope with Brighton's you know, flair players as well. Um, I, I think it won't help Brighton having to change their defence. I know that um, Gordon Guerrero will probably have to come in uh, for Dunk. He's, you know, he's, he's their skipper, isn't he? So he is, cool. He's their skipper, so he, you know, he's, he's got plenty of experience. But he hasn't, he hasn't played a lot of football, so it'll be interesting to see whether it be Rhodes or Nugent mm. would try and kind of exploit that. I do think, though, it's, it is going to be Gaston Ramirez that's going to prove the, the key on that game and how Brighton can nullify him if they can. Because you've seen how capable Ramirez is if he is given that room to, that, that he can win any game. We can neither confirm or deny suggestions that we've tentatively discussed our next trade supper taken place and celebratory 10 pints deep in a boozy in the <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> you should go for it. Definitely go for it. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Thank you.